This episode of With Love and Justice for All is brought to you by Bliss Books and Wine. Bliss Books and Wine is an independent black-owned bookstore for wine enthusiasts and book lovers. Listed as one of the black-owned bookstores in America that amplify the best in literature by OprahDaily.com, Bliss Books and Wine is your go-to for all your favorite titles, including ebooks and audiobooks. And when we buy from black-owned businesses, we are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. In order to advance racial equity, there is work for white people and people of color to do together and separately. The Project Sanctus Affinity Groups provide safe spaces for people to work within their own racial and ethnic groups. Join us every first and third Wednesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Zoom for brave, vulnerable conversations and for building culture through engaging embodied practices. For more details and registration, visit projectsanctus.com. Exploring the healing and culture building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Welcome to our podcast With Love and Justice for All. Actually, I want to add With Love, Justice and Liberation for All. That's right. You know, even though the title is With Love and Justice for All, <laughs> I want to add another word, liberation. With love, justice, and liberation for all. I'm Reverend Kelly Isla with my partner in crime and consciousness, Reverend Ogan Holder. Woo woo! Yep, woo woo! And today we are talking about pleasure, the power of pleasure, actually, pleasure activism. Um, so this is, uh, it's going to be really um, very juicy conversation. Hold on, we're having a little hiccup with the live, the Facebook live thing. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, that's what we're talking about today, the power of pleasure activism. Uh, and it's, I was actually, you know, I had mentioned it a couple times in the past and looking forward to it. And um, it might sound a little odd that, um, okay, we're going to talk about pleasure. Like, that's, as not, activism. that's not, why is that, why is that odd? And I love, uh, I, love I know. That. Well, no, it's not, not so much talking about pleasure, but what does this have to do with, you know, what our, our podcast is, is having conversations around embodied anti-racism gotcha. and systems of oppression. And, you know, especially here's where it gets really fun. You mm-hmm. know, oftentimes our conversations move into or, or have always generally have the element of, you know, uh, the challenges that can come up, um, you know, for those spiritual seekers, you know, you're on a spiritual yes. journey and for spiritual communities. And we don't, um, we don't use the word juicy enough when we talk about our spiritual no. growth and spiritual oops, communities. Oops. Um, sorry, I had a little, the, the Facebook live thing was distracting me. It's, it's um, all good. 
I know. So, yes, we are on Facebook Live right now, and you can always go back and watch those at any time. You can, the podcast is, um, you can on any platform that you listen to your favorite podcast, which I assume is also ours on your favorite list with Love and Justice for All. Um, and uh, you can uh, find us on Facebook at, at Get Our Holy On and Instagram at Get Our Holy On. Um, you can, you know, we're always busy in some of our places. And today we're going to be, it's going to be even more exciting and more busy. As I said, we're talking about pleasure. Yay. Did we bring visual aids? No, I, visual. no, no, but we could probably uh, describe them. There we go. But there we go. just, yeah. So how, before we jump in, how are you doing? Um, it's good. I am good. I'm currently uh, broadcasting from uh, New York City. I'm actually in Brooklyn uh-huh. and came up to visit some peeps. You know, I'm, I'm on my uh, I'm on my road trip of restlessness. I mean, no, that's, <laughs> not, what it's, that's, not, that's what it's called. Road trip of restlessness. I kind of like that, though. Uh, I do. I just came up with that. Uh, no, that's not what it is. This is this is part of my pleasure experience. This is part of my current experience of, of leaning into the pleasure of life which is realizing that the the most important thing in my life the true currency of my life is the connections with the people in my life mm-hmm. and and for so many years i have put that as not even secondary maybe third at best i don't know at best third well honestly with myself it's really like it was fifth um and um and i am determined at this stage of my life that is kind of in flux, but not really in flux. I would say more in in a well. positive, positive. Tra- <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's sort of a positive transition uh, to 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 really connect in that way. Um, it's reminding me. All right, quick rabbit hole. Have you seen the pictures from the James Webb Telescope that NASA? NASA yes. Yes. Holy, holy, Crap. blow your mind. Yes, um, you know, sort of deal. Just, just the infinite uh, beauty and complexity of creation of the universe. Uh, absolutely mind bending. Um, and and so, in in a weird way, this is this is what I'm going through now, sort of in my life. Um, taking that deep look, that deep field look at my life, and what are the things that truly bring me pleasure? And part of that is 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 it's the people in my life and my friends and my connections and realizing that it's not just about texts or social media responses and posts. Yeah. Um, it's about actually spending in real life time with them. And now that seeing them in three dimension in three dimension. Yes. Yeah, seeing, feeling, touching, um, mm-hmm. sharing meals together, sharing laughs together. And so, so that's, that's what I've been about the last few weeks is really going around uh, the country connecting with these folk. Um, I'm here in New York. Um, I'm planning, planning maybe uh, early fall head to Pacific Midwest. It's a Pacific Midwest, Pacific Northwest. What am I saying? Oh, Pacific Northwest. Okay. Uh, maybe swing on by through the Midwest again. Now that you people hopefully won't have COVID. Like I know your I road trip of restlessness. Yeah. In June, your, your road trip of restlessness yeah. brought you through here, but and everybody was sick. Pretty yes. not everybody, but, but, but everybody, most, you knew everybody, most <laughs> of the people I knew, let me put it this way. The most of the, almost every unity person that I knew was, was, uh, had COVID. Um, well, that was compliments of our mothership that refuses <laughs> to acknowledge it. 
that COVID is a thing and there's ways to avoid catching it. And you don't do a massive indoor 300 people without talking about protocols. But apparently you do. How many minutes into this RV and she's coming out swinging? Oh my God. Hey, I've been pretty good. <laughs> and I've been, and you've been pretty good long enough. Enough of that pretty good. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It gives me great pleasure to do this. No, I should say it gives me no pleasure to bring this up. Really? No, that's don't a lie. lie. I was like, don't lie. Don't lie to us. We know you better. No, no. We know you better than that. Uh, so yeah, so so that's the long, long answer to how I am. So I'm, I'm feeling feeling good to be in the in the Big Apple, and um, and yeah, I'm gonna gonna go have dinner with a cousin later tomorrow. Um, meeting up a friend to have some uh, Brooklyn Botanical Garden event happening. Oh, nice. uh, I love taking, New York. We'll be taking a little opera. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. How are nice. how, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Um, I I'm one of the things I miss about living in New York is being able to go into the city lots. Um, yeah. Um. Yes, my mother was just here for a week, and uh, so last week she was here, and she was actually sitting next to me while we were doing our podcast so she's um, not there now she's left she's not here now all right so yeah, can we talk about the visit true. no you know what that's not yeah. the podcast <laughs> no um she'd have to remember how to actually find the podcast we're, we're talking about pleasure right now so maybe <laughs> i don't know that's, no. that's gonna make for good podcast no content. but you know what it was kind of you know you know there's always this parents are hard to raise and you know, i love my mother you know um both things are true (laughs) yes both things can be true at the same time and what i realized is just you know i haven't i haven't had anyone so where i live i've been here for a year and a half i've had no one here so she was the first person wow Um, that's right because you moved you moved when you moved it was like no visitors well yeah well i moved three times during covid yeah yeah um so uh so you know and uh and um I had when I did move in, it was kind of a struggle to for a long time to actually unpack there. I, I you know, it really does connect to the pleasure, which we're going to get to, um, because it was I was so I had spent almost a little over three years without somewhere that that was my house, my right. you know, physical home without being houseless, that I found myself really afraid to unpack. Um, cause I didn't know if something might come along and you yeah. lose your home again. That's so real I, talk. I real was, talk. yeah, I was missing the, the pleasure of nesting. Mm. Um, so when my mom was here, you know, we started hanging pictures and doing stuff and Aww. all of a sudden, you know, um, if you're watching on Facebook live, you can see, you know, over my shoulder, you know, a brand new headboard <laughs> that I put oh. together and yeah. So, but I, but I realized, and so now there's this even more energy moving towards, um, cause like you moving, you know, the last year mm-hmm. moving into things that are, what is it I really enjoy? Like, how yeah. am I spending my time? And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and the question I've really been examining is, are the things that up to this point of said I've enjoyed or should enjoy, what was that based on? Yes. And, and, and a lot of that. Um, not a lot of it, but but I'm examining which of those things were based on on the internalized um, white supremacy cultural norms that mm-hmm. that, that are floating around. Mm-hmm. 
and and really examining those um and yeah like, yeah yeah there's some there's some things i had on my on, on my list that that sort of like yeah that's not that's not really intrinsically who i am but i felt i felt like it should have been who i was right right and and, and no no i'm not so so um so let's talk about so let's talk about the uh you talk about pleasure activism mm-hmm but set that set set that up. How is how is that a thing? What is that? What do you mean by that? What do we mean by that? And um, yeah, if if experiencing pleasure is a form of activism, shoot, do I need to do anything else? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's actually a lot to it, a lot to unpack. The I think the the biggest thing, and and a chunk of what what I'll bring up today, um, some of it comes from um, Adrienne Marie Brown. Who, who has written, she writes quite a bit about pleasure. Um, she's, um, you know, change agent. She's a writer. Um, she's really a prolific author. Um, and um, the, so she has a book called Pleasure Activism and the subtitle is The Politics of Feeling Good. But she's, um, you know, she's an abolitionist. She's, um, um, she's visionary. She's, you know, how to, you know, uh, engage and, you know, communal emergent strategies like, you know, like us creating a world of with love, justice and liberation for all. So the pleasure, you know, pleasure is is part of it. But but pleasure activism, you know, it's that phrase, um, the activism piece, because we we as you were talking about when you brought up the white body supremacy cultural norms, we but the minute you say pleasure, we've both basically been socialized and raised that pleasure is some kind of is an overindulgence of something or, you know, you can't, you know, well, don't go too far into that because and, and it tends to it also has a tendency to be very individually focused, which, of course, there is. But but there's a when the minute you call it pleasure activism, now it's a communal thing. Now it's and communal could just be you and another person, but it's not just solely me. So she defines pleasure activism. Well, actually, she defines pleasure as uh, it's a feeling of happy satisfaction and enjoyment. And so the activism piece is about, you know, promoting um, uh, efforts to promote, impede or direct social, political, economic or environmental reform um, with a desire to make improvements. So it's about it's it's the work we do to um, to reclaim, you know, satisfaction. Like, are we satisfiable? Right. Do or do we ever. Um, you know, especially when you're talking about systems of oppression and supremacy, um, there's there's also you know how and when and why are we satisfied and and what do we enjoy? And again, it's not about making more of something or going into excess, but where's the joy, right? And where's yeah. our wholeness? And experiencing joyful happy satisfaction just for the sake of doing it yes yes absolutely absolutely because we tend to we tend to we tend to always um attach a intact attach another outcome right to to it and Mm. there may be other outcomes so 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 pleasurable things for healing um that's why i am doing it 
Um, I'm enjoying pleasure for this or for that. Um, and again, those things may be natural outcomes. Activism right. may be a natural outcome. Uh, yes, healing might be a natural outcome. Um, you may even produce something out of it. You know, I think people like who are artists and, and musicians, right? There's mm-hmm. this intrinsic pleasure of, of creating a work of art and you may have a product that you may choose to sell or record or just keep for yourself and not share with another sole person. But, but, but the outcomes aren't the point. The right. point is just doing it for the sake um, of, of doing it. Um, um, and, and to that definition, re- it, 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 it's about reclaiming, if there is a point, mm-hmm. uh, to re- reclaiming ourselves or, 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 or wholeness, do the things that intrinsically uh, return us to our whole selves. Yeah. yeah, well, and noticing where we stifle ourselves. Yes. Yeah. You yes. know, how do I yeah, like the the um one of the big things is that that flipping to-do list. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um and it does. We we have we it's really quite we're really quite brutal with ourselves. And it's um, not to say don't have to-do lists, but right. let's not become um I was about to say enslaved to our to-do list. But well. For that might of, be a good word. Yeah. It might it might be a good term. Let's not become oppressed by our to-do list. Let's not make the to-do list the master of our lives. The goal of the life mm-hmm. is not about the to-do list and marking things off the to-do list. And and so so talk about one of those. Th- so to go back to the thing I said about the embedded um, white supremacy cultural norms, you know, in you know, there's ge- there's a general sense here around. Um, you know, so much to do, so little time, you know, right. I'm, I'm defining my successful day by how much I got done and checking things right. off the to-do list and sort of, sort of, I grew up in a culture where I heard many times, if you don't get it done today, there's always tomorrow. Right. So yeah, I didn't have that. <laughs> so, but here's a fascinating thing to notice that that's, that's the embedded natural state of who I am. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet the longer I've been here, the more found myself, uh, Yeah, you know, there was a period of time where it was very fixated around the to-do list. Look how much yep. I got done today. Yeah. And that's, that's totally internalizing um, a norm that was not intrinsically part of who I was. Right. You know? uh, so yeah, I've gone full, I wouldn't say full circle, but I've gone back to that idea of, um, yes, there, there are things to get done and let's make sure that I don't fill my day with just things to get done and or right. define if this was a good day by how much of those things I got done. Yep. And, and to be okay with that and to realize that it doesn't make me less of a person. In fact, it's quite the opposite because I've, I've created space for myself. I've created space to do the things that I value most, like connect with people. Right. If I had too many things on my to-do list, I'd never leave. I'd never be able to work in the time <laughs> right. Right, to go yeah. visit people. And, and it comes back to that. It's not the either or, which is, again, mm-hmm. one of those white supremacy culture norms. It's the both and. So I can come and visit friends and I can still carve out the time to record this podcast. And, you know, earlier today I recorded a talk for 
um, a, a church. Unity of Olympia, by the way, if you want to, if you want to ah, okay. see me uh, deliver a fascinating sermon, sort of around this topic. Um, and trust me, it may not be anything you've heard before, because I think it's unlike any sermon I've ever given before. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's safe to say. I think it's safe to say. It's, it's, it was fascinating. Um, I made bullet points, but you know, <laughs> about a few minutes in, I was like, "What bullet points? What bullet points?" Right, um, right, right. You know, the thing took over. Um, so, 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 yeah. So we can, we can do, we can do the both and. Well, you know, there's these, there's these pleasure principles that um, that uh, Brown, you know, talks oh, wait, about. Wait, wait, wait. Before, before you go on that. Yeah. Before you go on that. So, so, so the the I I. The, the the strong connection to make is simply by living this way i i am i am upending the system i'm creating a new culture of being yes other than than the white supremacy norms and that that's that's what activism is creating a new way of being a new culture of being other than than what we've been steeped in for centuries well it's it's liberation it's li- it's liberation yes so it was the um, so one of the pleasure principles is we become what we practice. So that's as I'm listening to you, I'm like, that's what we're doing is what what you yes. practice, you become, which is not necessarily a, a new idea to somebody in new thought or unity yeah. or even the another pleasure principle is that what you pay attention to grows, yeah. which is sort of like, well, duh, you know, <laughs> like we all like I haven't heard that before. Right. And any emergent strategy, any, any thing that we're doing that, that is, you know, emerging that comes out of like the void of creative juices that comes out of pleasure um, you pay attention to, and that grows. So, and we, we haven't a cognitive understanding certainly of, you know, what brings you joy. If you tune into what brings you joy, if you tune into what satisfies you, then, then that's, what's going to grow. But I, I think it's, um, but I don't think we think about it or talk about it in terms of pleasure, because that's no, one of don't. pleasure is one of those words that, ooh, can you say that in church? <laughs> right, like, right. Everybody um, goes to sex and drugs. <laughs> which, yes. And we're going to talk about those too. Yes, um, yes. Which you often find in cults or which you find mm-hmm. openly in cults and secretly in churches. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Just gonna put that out there. Um, and quick side note: the what you pay attention to grows, often used as a spiritual bypass, because then yes. people say, "Well, then I'm not gonna pay attention to racism because I don't want racism to grow." That's not yeah. what we mean here. Right. Um, so right. we've talked about this at length, but in case you're, you know, you're you're new to us, <laughs> that's right. that's not what we're talking about there. Yeah. But so I want to go back to that list thing because mm-hmm. it pertains to you know what we become we we become what we practice. That, you know, when you have, when, when there is over-focus on the list thing and get her done, um, it is actually just sort of reinforcing and kind of re-traumatizing and, and just reliving um, what doesn't bring me pleasure, what doesn't satisfy me, assuming I even know what that is. Um, so I, and then of course my, you know, I, I, you know, the electric company still wants their money every month. I was just going to say, but Reverend Kelly, then how am I supposed to pay my bills? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, become a sex worker and, you know, earn income with pleasure. Sex work is real work. 
or again realize the the both and we can do both we have yes. to do yes. both no one's saying don't go have a job but perhaps if you are in a job that is sapping the very life force of who you are maybe reconsider another job yeah. but reverend kelly if i reconsider another job i won't maybe make as much money if i do the jobs that are things i like to do well then okay <laughs> right yeah. going going back to going back to that th those cultural norms that tell us success equals more right yeah. i am successful if i have more money if i have bigger house no more is not more is not better because we right for a lot for a lot of us um, the price we pay for in order to get those things is our very life essence. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because it's not about the, um, the when you said the more is better. It's not that. And this that is also true about pleasure. It's not about in, once you move into indulging in the excess. Now you're back into, right. um, you know, the, you're back. You've put yourself back in the system of oppression. Well, like um, I like to say, everything in moderation, sometimes mm -hmm. even moderation. Um, yep. And and in terms of... Which is of, also one of the pleasure principles. Moderation is key. Yeah. And, and in terms of doing the thing that you love that brings you pleasure and joy and also um, allows you to pay your bills, uh, please visit projectsanctus.com slash donate. And uh, <laughs> so, that, so that we can pay our bills. <laughs> Yeah, doing the thing that we love to do while making a hugely positive difference in the world, both both ends. But the the moderation is, you know, all things in moderation, including moderation, I guess. Um, uh, but it's but the the point around the moderation being that um, that uh, being able to sense when something's good for you. And at the same time, be able to feel when what enough is. Yes, yes. So, and that, so this is sensing. This is good for me. Um, I enjoy this. It's satisfying. But where's the okay? Good. That's good. That's 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 enough, right? And sometimes, yeah, yeah. And, but sometimes, sometimes we. Sorry, I mean again, speak for myself. Sometimes I, I out of fear. Mm. of a thing feeling pleasurable because of the programming that if something feels really good, it can't be that good for you, right? Sometimes out of fear of that programming, um, I don't allow myself to lean in to really see where the enough is. Um, I, yeah. I hold, I hold myself back to, too soon. So, so for me, that's where, that's what I mean by the, everything in moderation, the even moderation part. I'm not, I'm not saying indulge in excess. I'm simply saying, allow yourself to stay present to whatever that pleasure thing is and where it's taking right. you and, and, and be mindful of all the conventions um, around um, that you've internalized that says, that says, this is, this is ooh, something wrong with this. Or or whatever it is, um, and and I mean a great I'll, I'll give you a great I'll give you a great example. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned sex work before, but in the realms of sex, and we talk about kink and BDSM, and some of us have this programming that 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 stuff's not good, and that stuff's for perverts, and that stuff's yeah. like you know, and and the reason the reason kink and BDSM uh, is is a source of pleasure 
is um, in our brain or pain receptors and our pleasure receptors are often the same neurons being fired. Um, so there's, there's right. this intimate connection between the two. But if our, if our programming has already said that's not a good thing, then we're d- possibly deriving ourselves of an experience of pleasure. And of course, yes, one can always take it too far. One can take anything too far, but you'll never know where too far is to your point of what's enough if you don't even right. give yourself permission to to experiment. So and it doesn't matter what what that well, is. Yeah. And ahead. and that's another that's a, well, that's another one of the pleasure principles. Yes. Yes is the way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I like that one the best. And so <laughs> Yes, 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 <laughs> yes is the way. Uh, the, but the but the what you said, the giving permission is saying yes, and uh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know that. <coughs> excuse me, we say yes enough, and you know, and and here's here's kind of the the kicker of it is it's a mindful yes. yes. It's not just a yes. Because if we do the, the, you know, I think what we've learned, how, how we've been raised and what we've learned to do is to say yes to something in order to avoid, you know, pain, in order to avoid, um, you know, grief or sadness or frustration mm-hmm. is, you know, we want a, um, instant gratification. And that's not what we're talking about, um, although pleasure may come with something that's instant, but, um, but it's so- more of a... Are you saying I need to rethink my whole approach to to my uh, upcoming fuck it fifties? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know what that is. You'll have to tell me more. So uh, watch my talk coming up on Sunday. Um, but but oh, okay. But but I've 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 reflected upon upon the different phases in my life that I've gone through, and it was it was mm-hmm. roughly. I mean, not exactly, but correspondingly, the bulk of the decade. So, like, it was it was like my tentative twenties. In my twenties, I was I was afraid of everything. I was afraid of afraid of myself, my own shadow. I was afraid of everything. Mm. Um, and then there was uh, sort of the terrible thirties, which was, uh, you know, finding myself in a job I didn't love. Um, uh, it was torturous. It it literally almost cost me my life at some point. That's a whole other story for another time. Um, and then there was a lot of upheaval, um, personally and spiritually. And, and, you know, um, it was also seminary, which in and of itself wasn't terrible, but it was, it was a lot. Um, and then, and then there was what I call the fucked up forties. Cause like so many people were dying around me. And then there was this little thing called COVID, um, that, that happened. And, and now, which, which let's just be clear. COVID just yucked on everybody's yum. COVID, COVID just like fucked up everything for everybody. Um, and except the, you know, the super capitalist rich who even made more money, but, um, you know, there was, there was that, um, but now I'm, 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 I'm 48. I'm getting into my fifties. And and with this, this re-examining, this re-questioning of everything, this, this allowing myself to live from really a place of, 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 love and liberation especially self-love and self-liberation um um the fuck it 50s is not this like i just fuck it i'll do whatever it's the idea of examining those internalized especially white supremacy norms internalized societal conventions and say fuck it to those 
um, and mm-hmm. mindfully yes. mindfully yeah. ask myself, like, and I may, in, in hindsight, I may not have done a really good job of explaining this in my talk. <laughs> so I'm, I have to tell them, listen to the podcast. Send them a little follow-up video. <laughs> Send them a footnote. Footnote. Listen to it. Yes. Just, yes. just this episode uh, 37. Um, but 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 say fuck it to those and then mindfully ask myself, as you said, um, you know, is is this thing giving me pleasure and lean into mm-hmm. it? And if it's not, maybe lean back from it. But then also ask myself, why is it not giving me pleasure? Is it not giving me pleasure again? Because there's a deeper internalized thing that says I'm not supposed to derive pleasure from this, whether they do or not. So, mm-hmm. so yes, that's what I mean by the, by the fucking fifties. Yeah. And, and the nose, um, it, another pleasure principle that your no makes way for your yes. Mm. Ooh, so even ooh. when, when I'm saying, yeah, even when I'm saying no to something, Right. Um, I'm saying yes to something else. I just may yes. not know what I'm saying yes to. And also what, what is the no is my no actually, you know, um, keeping me from something that, that is pleasurable because of how I've been socialized and, and, right. you know, um, you know, it just, I mean, there's even, so here, I'll just be really blunt with this one and just throw it all out there. So as a, you know, an overweight woman, there's a, in our culture is there's an unconscious assumption that, that you, there's, you don't, you're generally, you know, not going to, you may or may not enjoy sex. Um, that if you're overweight, well, that's it's not harder. True. It's, that's, that's not true. <laughs> it is true. No, no. I mean, yes, there is that convention. There is that thought. The thought is there. Yes. It's not true yes. that overweight people do not enjoy sex. Oh no! The, I mean, the thought, the the right. the, okay. the bias is not true. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. but the what goes, but the um the discrimination around it, right? The um which then what happens is is then as as overweight women, you mm-hmm. it's you know the whole thing about whether pleasure for yourself or sex with someone else or even venturing into you know different sexual activity and um, whatever you know it romance whether you're talking about romance or you're talking about you know something long term or one night stand or an afternoon or whomever whatever doing is just there's a whole lot of holding back and no mm. because there's an enormous amount of discrimination around overweight women it's i mean there's it's called you know there's now terms for it and groups and fat justice is what it is and gotcha. i mean even using the word overweight or obese is i just realized i'm hearing myself yeah. those are words that we don't use we're, we're you know learning new vocabulary and using the word fat like taking it out of the world of shame yes. but even that's connected to you know fat justice what's 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 part of fat justice is relearning and re-engaging with pleasure for yes. the body yes because there's so much shame around it that um, you're like, wait, can I even venture there? So there's a whole lot of no's built into it um, that when when there is a no that emerges for me, I have to go, okay, am I saying no because it's part of this, you know, not entitled to it or not allowed to or something? Or am I saying no because it's really not my avenue of pleasure? There's a, it's a whole thing. It is, it is a whole thing. And, um, and I would like to attest to... 
um, haven't had sex with women who one would, I guess, traditionally describe as fat and overweight. And um, not only was a good time had by all, but they were really good at what they were doing. And I just like to put yeah. that out there. <laughs> I just like to. We're closet put, good. Put, come out of the closet, y'all. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Confidence, confidence, um, confidence is a turn on. That's all I got to say. <laughs> but it, but it is, um, you know, the, the yes and the no's are, you know, yes is absolutely the way and it's the mindful yes. yes. And what I'm saying no to is also a doorway to, if I'm saying no to this, what am I saying yes to? And being mindful about those because no is, cannot, is, you know, part of, um, a no is a boundary. Yes. Right? Yes. That's Which, very important. Um, um, for whatever the pleasure is, you know, yeah. it's not, not even just boundary with, with sex or with drugs, but, but whatever, you know, whatever I'm doing in my life that, you know, is pleasure is pleasurable. That brings me joy that, that, that gives me that sense of, of wholeness with myself. And it could be, you know, someone wants to go out and, Hey, let's go out Friday night and do whatever I can. no. Yeah. You know, because because I got something else lined up for pleasure. I want to go play with my alcohol inks. With with Doesn't your sound exciting, but is alcohol inks? You know, artwork. Oh, inks! I thought you said I thought you said angst. Inks. I was like alcohol, alcohol angst. That's the thing. Um, alcohol angst. I do have alcohol <laughs> angst, but you know. Um. Um. <laughs> yes. Um. As I as I have made the pledge that by fifty I will totally eliminate all alcohol consumption from my life. I got two years ago and I'm already feeling the angst myself uh, as I begin to, you know, <laughs> decrease my intake. Ooh. I had to give myself time to lead no, up to I've it. I've been um, doing it 33 years. I've been doing it 33 that's years. All right. I'll, You're I'll, good. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you. I'll ask you for tips. Um, the, <laughs> the thing you said about boundaries. Yes. Boundaries help mm. keep us safe and healthy. And we also have to be mindful that we don't allow the, that we don't, turn the boundary into this wall that we can't scale ourselves and yes. we imprison ourselves right. um, as well. So we're not saying throw boundaries out the window. Nope. That's not what we're saying. No. Be, be mindful of those, of those boundaries. Um, and um, earlier when we talked about pleasure and we talked about um, eroticism, erotic, and, and we said people jumped to the conclusion of, of sex. Let's, let's dive into, to, to work talking about that a little bit more. Um, and not not that sex and sexual things aren't pleasurable. We just spent a few minutes talking about that. But but we we, we want to kind of like redefine erotic and sort of um, um, of our understanding of it apart from sex or 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 yes, sex is part of the erotic, but sex is not the only thing that is erotic. Right. Uh, uh, that brings. Um, right. Um, and and the two folk that 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 wrote a lot about this Audre Lorde wrote a lot about this and, and Esther Perel um, um, wrote um, about this as well. And um, there's this great quote by Audre Lorde you have here. The erotic is a measure between the beginnings of our sense of self and the chaos of our strongest feelings. It is an internal sense of satisfaction to which once we've experienced it, we know we can aspire for having experienced the fullness of this depth of feeling and recognizing its power in honor and self-respect, we can require no less of ourselves. 
right? Yeah. Word, word sex isn't mentioned there. The erotic is a measure no. between the beginnings of our sense of self and the chaos of our strongest feelings. Like that's I love it. That's powerful. That's powerful. Uh, yes, it is. Right, right there. Um, and and uh, Esther Perel, she writes something similar. She says eroticism blooms from the tension between ex- excit- excitation, excitement, and inhibition and manifests in the things we say and do by how we act, by how we think. We tend to think of eroticism as a sexual state shared by two or more people, but really it starts with the individual. It isn't sex. It's the thoughts, yeah. dreams, anticipations, and ruling impulses, and even painful memories which make up our vast erotic landscape. Um, so, so yeah, um, and she says one more thing I love. It is energized by our entire human experience layered with early childhood experiences of touch player trauma, which later become cornerstones of our um, erotic life. And it begins, she goes on to say, with befriending our bodies. Be- mm-hmm. Being in our bodies is not about performance or results. Befriending our bodies and making peace with them is the beginning of one of the best relationships we can ever have, the relationship with ourselves. And that's really what eroticism is, right? It is, it is, it is the relationship with ourselves as Audre Lorde said, okay. beginning of ourselves and the chaos of our strongest feelings. That's 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 our that's that's the entirety of ourselves, or a big chunk of ourselves. And and, and, well, and, and get and, in touch and with that. Pa- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, it one and one of the the things that Esther Perel says is that it's um, that pleasure connection, right? That that eroticism. That we're not talking about sex. We're talking about that connection to the body and and beyond like our whole beingness um, and not about performance and not about results, but coming home, which interestingly was my, my Sunday talk two days ago was what, what does that mean? And what does that look like home and homecoming? Mm-hmm. But she says that, that, that life is worth um, it reminds us. So eroticism and befriending our bodies and making peace. I've had to make a lot of peace with this body that's been beaten up in a lot of ways over the years. And, but reminds us that life is worth living even when we're in pain or struggling. Yes. That life is worth living even when we're in pain or struggling. I don't, I forget that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I oh, that's hard. Oh, that, that is, that is hard. That, that yeah. is hard. And the, and the antidote to that, the eroticism, the pleasure, right? Because when we remember mm-hmm. that that the pleasure and pain coexist in our lives, they're not necessarily the same mm-hmm. thing, with the exception right. of BDSM. Um, but mm-hmm. but the when we realize that those two things coexist in our lives, then when we are in pain, we know that there's also pleasure on the other side of pain. So, so, so the avoidance, the, it's not so much the avoidance of pain, but then the, the invitation to pleasure also that, that, that pulls us. But, but, but for many of us, we don't spend a lot of time cultivating and practicing pleasure so that when we are stuck and not stuck, but when we are in the midst of pain and despair or whatever, um, then, then we, that's all there is for us. Right. Or it seems right. like that's all there is. Um, so we've got to we've got to practice the pleasure 
um, as much. We are, we are very practiced at pain because life does what life does. <laughs> like, like the pain, the pain shows up without us even having to try um, sort of, sort of deal. Well, we're times. just, we, well, and, and I mean, and trauma is historical and intergenerational. So yes, we just keep passing it along. Um, and one of the, so one of the reasons I, you know, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about this topic as well is that, um, that we sometimes you and I are, or this you know, talking about embodied anti-racism and um, just the work of, of anti-racism or talking about race and systems of oppression and patriarchy. And it, it gets, it's heavy. It's um, it's tiring. Yes. And, um, and, you know, we've probably been accused a time or two is how come everything is always negative that you talk about. And I, I wouldn't, it's not negative. It's just, Sometimes it's hard. And so this pleasure and use and the erotic as power is there. This is there is joy in the pain. There is a reminder that I feel a new class coming on. I know I do, too. Okay, (laughs) excellent. Make a note. Um, note. (laughs) (laughs) But but, um, you know, uh, erotic self-care right mm-hmm. the the esther Perel talks about erotic self-care yes. you know any anybody got an uh, a really alive alert awake enthusiastic internal critic um uh, you know i have moments of that um but i want to you know enjoy me i want to enjoy yeah. the company i'm around um and without going into <clears throat> you know over and <clears throat> excuse me overindulgence excess <clears throat> but I also don't want to go the other end of, you know, repressing myself. And right. Cause I can, I, I can keep systems of oppression on me. You know, I don't need anybody around me. Um, exactly. And, and that's especially important for, for people of color who, who we mm. exist in this world that um, especially in this country where, where the systems of oppression are mm, pretty much almost everywhere we go ever present when we open our eyes um so we don't we don't we don't have we don't have to pinpoint specific areas it's just there right so for us part of our activism part of our um, resistance is to intentionally um find the places of pleasure intentionally you know, lean, lean into black joy, intentionally um, find the things that make us feel good and, and make time for those and practice those and get out of our heads around, we could be doing something better with our time, or we could be making more money, or we could be doing, you know, we could be building our empire, or we could be, you know, we could be doing some work to tear down racism, but here we are instead, you know, having some fun. Well, having some fun is is part of how we redefine the culture um, that is that is steeped in productivity and steeped in in our worth being attached to what we do. So when we talk about when we talk about um, again, black black joy is a form of resistance. Um, couple of things again recognizing pleasure is a measure of of freedom um taking time to notice what makes us feel good 
what we're curious about. Um, learn ways we can increase the amount of feeling good time in our life. That means, you know, doing some uh, restructuring of our calendar. So as we, as people of color, bodies of culture continue to uh, examine how, how, how being steeped in joy and pleasure is, is a form of, of resistance. Um, yeah, uh, we got to ask ourselves, um, are we, and how we create more room for joy and wholeness and, and aliveness in, in our life um, and, and begin to understand that, that liberation is possible when we orient ourselves around, around pleasure um, and, and, and creation of joy and being steeped in joy because the system of oppression is founded on labor. Mm. So, so right. a, a new system, a new culture now has to be founded on the opposite of labor, which really is pleasure. And well, and not just and not just labor, but toiling. Toiling, I was about toiling, to say. Which, as a, I was just about to say, um, and when I say labor, I really mean excessive labor. Toiling. That's the yeah. Toiling. That's the perfect word. Just as it's pleasure for pleasure's sake, toiling is excessive labor for labor's sake, and and also the 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 um, uh, creating creating wealth mostly yeah. for others who are not doing the toilet, <laughs> right? No. And how much can I extract out of this? Right. You know, how much life force can I extract out of? So whatever, you know, it, it out of the body and um, uh, even earth, you know, we, we use the word resource. It's not a re because there's not a, <laughs> there's not more. Right. Um, it just sorts and bodies is the same thing. How much can I extract? We we've put humans in a resource category um, to yeah. toil, to extract whatever, whatever you can. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. We're not a we're not a we're not a resource. No, you know, no. But, but we've been seen as one um, from the days of from the days of enslavement. Um, and, and that in many ways that attitude still continues today. And there's intersections of that with classism as well. Um, those of lower classes are a resource for those of higher classes and, um, and there's that labor and toiling. So, so the very, and with sexism, yes. um, Yeah. You know, so, so the, um, so the idea of, um, um, you know, I love what you're talking about is, is, um, uh, black joy is the um, you know is liberation is the measure of freedom is and but focusing you know turning the attention from the labor and the toil to uh, the pleasure yes um, navigating pleasure in relationship to others in relationship with ourselves and I I think one of the things that that occurs for me is you know okay so like how do I, I think that the question comes up, okay, so how do I even know what is pleasure and how do I know where I'm navigating that yes and that no. And um, for me, it was, I, when I first started doing my own uh, sexual trauma healing, I, I had to, I had to learn about pleasure for the body and, and look at, well, who taught me to feel good or not? Right. Right. Like not to feel too good 
or, you know, don't touch yourself or, you know, you know, you can feel good and happy and satisfied, but not too much. Not too much. Um, Right. Right. um, And, and, and to be very practical about it, there's classes for this. (laughs) You can, you you can go take classes, uh, that, that, that introduce you to these concepts and, and, give you opportunities to experiment and see see where your boundaries are see what see what um you enjoy what you don't enjoy um and and really the point is about coming home to your body what Mm. brings my body enjoyment um and and again it's it's not just around sex but um, but that is when we, that, that is, I think one avenue, which many of us are surprisingly still very repressed about, or if yep. we're not, we're secretive about it. Right. right. Because again, right. one of those cultural norms that tells us that's not a thing that we talk openly about. Um, and anything that is secretive causes harm in my, in my opinion. Yes. You know, so we we don't we don't do that. So like, you know, you go to a class where you discover, uh, uh, speak for myself, where I discover that, yeah, I like to be spanked, but I don't like to be flogged. And I I don't. And and when I when I realized that my mind went like, wait, is that is that like a is that like a generational wounded healing thing from my enslaved ancestors who were like flogged mm. is that why it's not resonating with me maybe or maybe i just don't like it either way i know where that boundary is now right, right. and then 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 to discover the the deep-seated programming around like as open as i am to to experimenting in this journey it's like there's there's still deep down that programming that wants to flat fan the coals of shame around it. Yeah. You know, and 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 around saying no to that. Again, full circle back to my this is the this is the fuck it 50 decade to say fuck it to that no. And but at the same time, as you said, being mindful of saying what am I saying yes to? So I don't mm-hmm. have to say yes to everything. And can I say yes to things which give me pleasure that I normally would not have thought that they would and, right. and, and, and to feel a sense of loving myself around that as opposed to shame around that. And sometimes what it means is that, yeah, you, you go out and find and create a whole new community of friends who speak your same language, who support you, who, right. um, who who love you for that part of yourselves um and and don't shame you for it if you have anyone in your circle who is shaming you for anything you say that you derive pleasure or joy you might want to consider that relationship right yeah like why why would i you know (laughs) what comes up in my mind is you know if if you're you know talking about let's say you're talking about with me like why would i care what you do (laughs) Right. You know, or with whom or when or why, like, are you happy? Are you, you know, when, happy? when you're am happy, I, yeah. the am world I safe? is happier. Yes. Right. Yeah. And those two boxes are checked. All right, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Is it, you know, does it bring you joy? Does, you know, whatever that is. And we have huge, huge shame in, in our culture around, um, you know, 
sex, drugs, alcohol, right. um, desserts, you know, any, anything <laughs> with sugar, bread, you know, I mean, there's um, huge. Um, well, I mean, you know, it's, let's be, let's, let's, okay. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. I don't think there's uh, alcohol and sugar toxic for your body. Not saying, well, sure. Uh, uh, not saying that again. And that comes again into that moderation, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like me some cake, but I don't need to eat a, eat a whole cake every day. <laughs> right. You well, know? there's, you know, balancing the things that give you pleasure. Right. Um, but, but especially the things that are really misunderstood and, and, you know, manipulated in our, yes. in our culture, in addiction. Yes. Right. But how do you, you know, how do you, there's power and wisdom in that pleasure yeah. without having to erase you know, my body without having to, you know, cut it off from, you know, put erotic, the word erotic and eroticism in its own little box, right? As opposed to, you know, how, you know, asking ourselves, how do we learn to harness that power of pleasure? Because it is connective tissue. Yes. Because we, it is, it is, you know, we said it at the very beginning that pleasure and pleasure activism is not you know, it certainly can be a, you know, something solitary and individual, but there's, it's about, um, you know, there's a, the connection that to all of life. Right? And that's, it, and, uh, and, and that's part of the system of oppression seeking to control the body. Yes. Right. Which is seeking to yes. control. Yes. And, and part of that yes. is seeking to control avenues of pleasure, you know, like, like, <laughs> I just made it. I just made a connection, right? In Texas, do you know? In Texas, it is illegal to own more than six dildos. But you, you can own as many guns. Really? As, yeah, you can own as many guns as you want, but there's a cap as to how many sex toys you can own in Texas. Look that up. That's wow. That, that's some real shit, right? But again, wow. That's about controlling pleasure. And you control pleasure, you control bodies, you control bodies, you oppress, right? You enforce systems of oppression. So, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, that's what, that's what, um, you know, Roe v. Wade is all about is exactly controlling. Ex ex exactly, um, exactly. But I'm saying I just made the connection because I just thought it was all about, you know, the puritanical, you know, ultra Christian right in Texas just being weird but but no it's 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 not it's an intentional effort to control pleasure and control bodies yes oh. well make well let's not it, yes it is them being weird and <laughs> or should i not give them that much credit that this is a part of the master plan <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sure yeah no i'll give it to a master plan <laughs> you know we, we have a much more we are not a progressive country okay god no no or, we're or not, and we are anti-pleasure so I'm, I'm going to push back. I'm going to refute that. I'm going to refute that. Because um, given, given, given the, um, the experiences I've had recently and the new connections I've been making, there are many people who are steeped in pleasure and have mm -hmm. no shame around it. The problem is not the problem, but because, because the, the what's been accepted generally has not been that, it's been very secretive and very underground. But mm -hmm. now, but now there's, there is a much more, I think, public facing um, and, and acceptance around it. So, so, you know, 
when when I'm on dating profiles now, uh, years ago, people were not as open around saying they were polyamorous or they were non-monogamous, mm-hmm. um, things yeah. like that. That might be buried deep down in the bio or or only on one specific app or something. But now, pretty much on all dating apps, that's people are leading with that. It's actual, you know, you can now check your box in a dating app when you say how you identify and, and what um, what relationship um, pattern you you want to engage in. Um, so, th- so there is becoming more and more general acceptance of that. So I don't, I don't, I, it's, it's, it's just not, it's, the being more public about it, I think, and being more vocal about it is again, part of that resistance, part of that, how we shift the culture away from culture of oppression and control to, to one of liberation. Yes. So when I said our country is not progressive, I, I, what I meant is the powers that be Ah, every time, every time pleasure, something pleasurable, or, you know, having control over my body, you over yours, who I marry, you know, how I love someone who I marry, you know, what, what I get to, you know, talk about with my students or like whenever something emerges that has to do with, with, um, you know, systems of oppression, it's just, it's civil war. That's yeah. what we're in. Okay. Okay. Um, I got you now. I that, got you now. Yeah. But I, I agree with everything that you said. I, I, which is why I think it's getting uglier and uglier is because there is more, I think what we're, what we see is, um, you know, and, and maybe this is, you know, again, as you said a little while ago, I think we have a, I feel a new class coming on is, you know, the question, is it possible for justice and pleasure to feel the same way in our collective body? Yeah. Can justice and pleasure feel the same? Um, and can we make justice and liberation a, a really pleasurable collective experience? Like, how can we do that? Like, I get, because, you know, a lot of what we do and talk about in our groups and things, things feel hard and like rolling boulders uphill. Yeah, but, but, but I have a good time and I have a good time doing it. So, you know, it's bringing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love throwing boulders onto people. I get a lot of pleasure of that. Um, but bringing in the pleasure bringing in the erotic um you know because there's energy in that and it's in that because it is outside the system of oppression so it is the energy that's going to really i think create genuine change um absolutely it's it's but there's so much um there's so much shame and you know pay no attention to the man behind the curtain kind of shit um, to... And I think, and I think, the louder and the braver people yeah. are becoming in terms of their own personal um, liberation, in terms of their own erotic liberation, um, mm-hmm. the more the more pushback we're seeing from those who seek to control. Right. So, yes. so this is why we're seeing all these spate of ridiculous laws are being passed in in a lot yep. of red states seeking to control bodies and control identity and so on because people are saying, uh, I no longer want to be in secret and in the shadows part of my life pleasure is being fully who i am wherever i go and however i go and out in the world and 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 that's that's breaking shackles of control and those who seek to maintain control 
those who seek to maintain oppression are like, no, no, we, we don't want that. Um, but, but, but I mean, the ship sailed, that's, that's, that's the inevitable place we're going. We, I believe we're inevitably going to a place of liberation. I mean, it's not just Mm going to happen. We have to work towards it, but, and again, that to all what we've been saying from all the people we've quoted that begins with ourselves. So you want to create a world of liberation. It begins with, with self-liberation. Yes. Yep. Making more room for joy, making more room for pleasure, for what, what the, oftentimes when I start a class and part of a check-in is I'll ask students like, what's on your aliveness spectrum? Mm. Um, And I think it's, that's a a good, a good question. What's on your aliveness spectrum? You should probably Um, lean in more and, 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 and use the word pleasure because that might freak out a little bit more. Okay. I'll do that. Uh, Class in a couple Thursday nights, I'll use that one. What's on your pleasure spectrum? Absolutely. So where the joy and alive and pleasure orient around that. um, So there's less room for the, for the self-denial. We're we're good at, and I I can say it so firmly and wholeheartedly because I, I, you know, I learned to master self-denial. Oh, I mean, Um, preaching to the choir. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I say I said to someone the other day, I I I just turned 48. It's taken me 48 years to get to the point where I am unabashedly and unashamedly uh discovering and living the true fullness of who I am in all areas of my life. 48 years, right? And and I yeah. have no regrets making those choices other than mm-hmm. why did I wait so long? Uh, you know, and I'm doing my best not to beat up on myself for that because a lot of yeah. it has been overcome in shame, has been overcome in uh, system and cultures of oppression. A lot of it has been my attachment to acceptance and being loved and, and being afraid that I wouldn't be loved if people know, you know, right. who, I, who I am yes. and what I'm into. And then it yes. occurred to me, well, shoot, yes. let me just get new friends. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, right, 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 right. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Right. Why? Are, let me keep. Let me stay in this box and keep. You know, you could feel the weight on the shoulders, and you're crunching and right. contracting more and more. Or, or I can get new friends. Or I, can get new, I can get new friends exactly, and new yeah. experiences and new connections, which which I've been yep. thoroughly enjoying uh, these these last these last few months. So uh, um, so don't worry, people. It's it's not a complete descent into hedonism. That's not where I'm going. Um, <laughs> no. No, it's no, it's not. No, no, it's about it's about truly, truly what um, uh, uh, define what brings me pleasure and examining and examining um, what my understanding of, of pleasure and joy and eroticism has been and how I've come to those definitions. And uh, do I need to re- redefine some of those things because of what they've mm-hmm. been based on before and, and mm-hmm. live in them. And that's, that's true self-liberation, man. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. So yeah. All right. Woo. Woo. I think, I think we're good. Uh, you know what else would make me feel great? If a bunch of y'all who are listening would turn up to our next uh, book club, um yes or 846 uh book club um we are i guess we're doing we're doing fiction books right now um because mm-hmm. everybody loves some summer reading we're doing on july 28th um a uh, the book is the last suspicious holdout it's a collection of of short stories and they're they're sort of all interconnected in in different ways um by by laddie hubbard um 
and uh there there's some there's some really great like make you think stories um in this mm-hmm. collection so so get the book um if you haven't got the book yet please order it from blissbooksandwine.com there are our black owned uh, bookstore partner use the code 846book get a 10% discount um they're an online store right now and they will ship it to you right quick uh so order it from there uh, we've got that going on and um next wednesday um we will be having our affinity groups um maybe Mm -hmm. maybe maybe we'll talk about some pleasure and some eroticism i think Um, we do i think i think we should i can already feel myself becoming um uncomfortable because usually when we split up into our 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 white (laughs) groups and our and our bodies of culture it's usually me and 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 these amazing wonderful wise older black women and so already there's the conventional thought in my head of, ooh, uh, talking with older women around eroticism. And, and I'm noticing that that's coming up and going like, okay, you know, say no to that, Ogan. Say no, say no to that. They might, they might have a thing or two to teach you. So yes, and pleasure takes a lot of different forms. Pleasure takes a lot of different forms. Exactly. So see, it's, I'm, I'm listen, y'all. I'm on this journey. I'm on this journey of unmaking it with y'all as well. I'm on this journey of of decolonizing all the all the things. So, um, and I and I'll be with the with the white bodies who are all in their little box of. Can we talk about eroticism? So, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Wait, is it okay to feel pleasure? Can we switch? Because because <laughs> I'd like to say some things. You you be you be with the women. It'll be an all women circle, and I take the white bodies and and really you know say that's another really actually there's a there's a good a different thing a class or a group or whatever men and women. Ooh, mm-hmm. all right, folks listening. Like this is this is like some real time. This is like in real time planning yes. going on here as as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be like a breakout of the class that we create around pleasure. Okay, boom, there it is. I just made that. Right. Out. I don't know. All right. As always, folks, thank you for listening to uh, With Love and Justice for All. Um, please, if you're listening on a podcast platform uh, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever it is, uh, iHeartRadio, give us a rating. If you're listening, uh, share the links with your friends. Um, and as always, you can listen on your, uh, if your friends don't know what podcasts are, I don't know how they don't at this time, but there's there's a few of them out there. Um, tell them they can listen the old school way on their internets. Uh, go to podbean.com and look up with Love and Justice for All, and you can listen that way. Or you can watch on, on Facebook. Um, we, we live stream the recording um, Tuesdays around 3 p.m. And it's also archived up there. Uh, you know, producer note. Um, there will, they may not be a video from this week because we had some some connectivity issues. But um, uh, again, if I get around to it, um, I'll I'll put up the video uh, after the fact. But the audio audio will definitely be um, posted um, on your podcast, which you know because you're listening to it now. Yeah. <laughs> as as it was coming out of my mouth, I'm like, what am I saying? <laughs> what am I saying? As as all yes. <laughs> discover more about us and all that we do at projectsanctus.com <laughs> and please feel free to leave a donation so that we can continue to do and yes do show your thanks yep we do because exactly. gratitude is a is an act of pleasure um yeah money is an act of pleasure too yes it is yeah yeah mm-hmm. so, so there you go so uh be, be very pleasurable with us <laughs>
Don't take that <laughs> out of context. Or or do. Uh, I'm, I'm or do. I might enjoy it. I don't know. We don't know. Exactly. You don't know. You're going to lean into the yes on that one. All right. <laughs> yes. Someone's th- if someone, someone somewhere that I have no idea is thinking about me pleasurably, great. I'll go with that. I will take it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. That is it for today. As always, Kelly, good to see you. And you too. Uh, we will be back next week. 